Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is a voiceover actor, musician, stand-up comedian, writer, uh, uh, fucking everything. You know what? He does a lot. Tap dancer. He tap dances, okay? He fucking tap dances. He just does a lot. He, he, he's, he's, he's busy, busy, busy bee. And uh, mad respect to him. And uh, I do consider him a, a buddy, a pal, a friend, uh, a podcasting pal, and and more. Uh, and, and, and I look forward to the day that we can meet up in real life and, and we can just sit there and shit talk. <laughs> Bentley Michaels is on the show uh, for, I don't know, the millionth time, tenth time. I don't know. Who knows? Honestly, I, I've lost count, but that's okay. I, I love me some Bentley. He's back on the program to, to spread his his knowledge and love and his his witty banter. And and boy, do we talk. We, we talk a little bit about uh, uh, the trouble that Macy Gray got in for, uh, you know, all the things that she was saying that she's not supposed to say about, you know, trans folks. And uh, yeah, we get into that a little bit. It gets it gets, starts out a little serious. It's a little serious at the beginning. So. Uh, go. You can find Bentley on Fiverr, Bentley Michaels, or you can find him on Instagram at instagram.com slash Bentley Who, and that will take you to a link to his Fiverr. So you can hire Bentley for, for voiceover work, and Bentley is also the, the, the voiceovers for a lot of the alerts that are on our, our Twitch stream, which you guys hear all the time. So yeah, it's a good time. Bentley is a is a big part of the show, and I definitely encourage y'all to go and hire Bentley for all your voiceover needs. Shit, he'll even write you music for your for your shows, your podcasts, for your for TV or, or YouTube vlogs, whatever the fuck you need. He's basically an all-in-one, all-encompassing fucking uh, motherfucker of a uh, of a talent. So go get yourself some Bentley Michaels. Bentley will be coming up here shortly, but first go to RainyMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out her latest EP called The Moon. It's, it's, a, it's fire, fire EP, and it has a reggae tune that I helped uh, uh, produce, and it, it's great. It's called Put On Your Crown, so go listen to it. You can also find her new podcast called The Pretty People Podcast. She, I think she has three episodes out right now. You can find it on Spotify, anywhere you stream your podcast, Anchor. Uh, yeah, good times. It's a really good podcast. You should definitely go check it out. And you could also find Raina Mystique on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. She's streaming four days a week, folks. Speaking of Twitch, you can find We Speak English Good on Twitch. Uh, at twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. Go check us out. We stream three days a week, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and on Sundays. Come be a part of the conversation. Come come win prizes. Come request things. Come ask questions to our guests. It's a good-ass time. Come get some. Come get some. And you, too, can be a reoccurring 
uh, a, a screen name on this on this weird little show that we got going on here. Uh, you can also go ahead and uh, support the show on our Stream Elements store. And if you're a Twitch subscriber, you get a percentage off of your purchase. And we got hats and stuff over there, things you can't get at our Threadless store. But if you want to go to our Threadless store, that's fine too. It's wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. Go check that shit out. Go get yourself some gear, y'all. Go get it, y'all. <laughs> you can also like, subscribe, review, like us on TikTok, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Oh, fuck Facebook. I gotta look at Facebook. I don't know what's going on with Facebook, but it's pissing me off. Uh, all the places. You can find us all there. All the links are in the show notes. Go follow us. Stay up to date with what we're doing. We got Discord. We got lots of Discord. So go get yourself some all of that shit. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcast. You can follow us on Spotify. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube where you'll find all of our all of our episodes, uh, the video versions of our episodes. You can go and see. And you can also subscribe to us on Twitch. Go ahead and leave a review for the show. Leave a review on Apple iTunes or anywhere you can leave a review. Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Like and share us. Share this show with a friend. Go do that. That's a good good, good thing to do. It's, it's helpful. It's all helpful. And, of course, you can write the show at WeSpeakingIsGood at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing, how what you're thinking about, you know, all the, all the shits all the things all right guys so that is about it we are going to uh gonna turn it over to bentley michaels uh, next week we have steady legend coming up and Corey ryman who are they're both you know funky funky fresh bands so uh tune in and for next week's episodes but uh for now let's uh put uh, uh, uh i hate how many times i say uh i hate it i hate it so much uh, put your hands together for our guest this week, our, our returning champ, Bentley Michaels. How you been? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I think... Last time we hung out was maybe around and um, before Christmas, or maybe just right after in January. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. We were still okay. in the four hundreds of the. Of, so I, I know that. I know we were still in the four hundreds, but I, I, I don't know anymore. Time is, is is an illusion for me. Like I just wake up and I go, and my phone dictates what I have to do that day. So that that's where I'm at in life. I don't know about yeah. you. And your future's too bright, which is why you've got those sunshades on. Well, also, the 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 lighting is bright and it's hurting my eyes, so it does help. But yeah, I do have these shades on because my future is bright as well. Uh, I won't take that away from myself. Uh, I, I can't. I won't. Uh, anyways, Bentley, uh, uh, I know. I know we were. Uh, you know, you're coming on the show, and, and, and you're another white dude with a podcast, but I figured you should, you should weigh in on, uh, on, on, on what's going on right now with... Uh, have you heard what's going on with uh, Macy Gray and Bette Midler? Absolutely not. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> by the way, I thought... 
going to be great. <laughs> well, by the way, I thought it was very funny that you called me. Like, he's like, we were texting the other day, and he's like, I love how you've gone all TMZ. <laughs> I'm like, I have gone all TMZ. God damn it. But yeah. uh, your hashtags and your fucking, you're all like, I see your clickbait fucking portfolio, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yo, I, I gotta say the Amber Heard, uh, Don, Johnny Depp trial. Lenses, yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I got I got all the views on those. It did nothing for me, but uh, it did give me thousands of views, and it, it, it gave me that dopamine drip that we're all craving these days. No, yeah. Uh, so so he's just trying to pay his electrical bill. Yeah, Instagram's really doing a great job in that. That's uh, <laughs> sucking up all my time trying to make stupid content that uh, pays nothing, but. <laughs> But but you know what? Uh, I, the, on YouTube, it's doing pretty well. You know, I figured out this hack with oh. with YouTube and and uh, to get double paid for that is that you can put your own music on the videos, and it's pretty much every time you get to play for more than a few seconds, you get about you get uh, you know a quarter of a half of a third of a cent. So like, uh, I, I've been double dipping double dipping you lock the door i need to get in the room yeah it's because our son was being obnoxious all right hold on bentley i'm sorry to do this to you Fred. got it i gotta unlock the door our son's wild you know what i'll take over um <clears throat> i'll take over as macho man randy savage oh yeah let me tell you something right now but the we speak english good podcast yeah we're streaming live and no one cares anymore we got sons and daughters fighting against each other we got a man in glasses it's in the afternoon and this man is in his glasses and his son doesn't care anything about him yet and i gotta tell you right now his wife his son they're plotting against him the macaroni and cheese isn't gonna cook itself no 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 no, no, no. and now the macho man throws it back to the man in charge yeah He's got the head on. It's got the flat bill. Does he have the gold sticker on top? Who knows? Does he have the prescription clip-on eyeglasses like you went to Rite Aid? Maybe so-so. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Coming at you, macho man. You can't get nothing more. We speak English good. Get it? Thank you, Macho Man. I'll take that throwback. Uh, so, so Macy Gray's in trouble. Macy Gray oh. is, uh, is out here uh, speaking her mind and getting in trouble for it. And so is Bette Midler. I don't know if you're familiar with Bette. She's, uh, she's a real... She's, <laughs> thank you, Mighty Mighty. <laughs> Mighty Mighty enjoyed your Macho Man. Um, and, and also, Mighty Mighty enjoys your Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, Mighty Mighty uh, is very appreciative. Uh, okay, so w let's jump over here because I, I thought this was a real keen, a real keen story Gosh. here, and uh, we'll bring Bentley back here. So, mm -hmm. uh, so Macy Gray is on Piers Morgan, which, by the way, Piers, why is Macy Gray on Piers Morgan? I don't know. Like Piers Morgan is, is such a, a tool wad, but uh, are you texting right now, Bentley? Is that what's happening? I have, uh, uh, you know. Uh, certain people that I'm saying, hey man, watch the stream. I see, I see. So, <laughs> thank you. Trying to bring viewers to 
to your little dog and pony show, if you know what I mean. I, I do. I do. And I appreciate that. So, Hello, my name is Piers Morgan. Here's your little dog and pony show. <laughs> I don't know what Piers Morgan sounds like. Oh, we're going to find out. But you knew he was British. You knew he was British. So. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. He is British. Oh, I'm excited then. Okay, so Maisie Gray. I remember her. She was in the first um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Macy Gray was? Yeah. The, the fuck? Like, she was like the singer, and there was like an actual scene where like Spider-Man flew her, and she like stopped singing. Like, she, yeah, she had a song in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Mm. Like, well, yeah. Anyway, so Piers Morgan, Toby, uh, and uh, not Toby Maguire. <laughs> yeah, Piers Morgan and Toby Maguire is in hot trouble Piers today. Morgan is, Piers Morgan is Spider Man. What are they doing? <laughs> they're they're web slinging, baby. Uh, so so here's a here's a. <laughs> We're gonna watch a little bit of this, and and right away, uh, Bentley, you're gonna find out why she's in hot trouble. And if you can't read, uh, I guess and I can't. <laughs> exactly. He's a voiceover actor who can't read scripts, friends. He has to memorize them. Uh, okay, so here we'll, we'll check out a little bit of this video here. Like we can have a conversation about. Oh Jesus about Christ! Hold on, let me. Wow, no wonder they're troll. She sounds like the devil. <laughs> He's so fast. I was watching it. I was watching it in uh in 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 one point five speed. I never understood that. Like people, that are like, I listen to podcasts at like you know double time the speed, or and I'm like, dude, I could barely understand podcasts at normal time the speed. Why the fuck are you listening to it at double time the speed? Because we're busy, Bentley. We're busy people who who can comprehend things at a double speed. That's that's why. That's what You're we're not doing anything other than this today. <laughs> That's not true. I've been editing video all day. Okay. Well, that's not anything that requires double the speed. That's true. And and I and I can't listen to anything while I'm editing because I'm fucking Also, Tom Hanks's birthday T- today the the wonders Is that is that from that uh that thing you do? The the seminal film in which Tom Hanks wrote direct it was his first film that he it, that, that he wrote directed and it was the first film by Playtone Records yes and was his birthday two days ago I think at this point yes okay well oh. I'm glad I'm glad that we 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 cleared that up uh, happy Let's birthday about Macy Gray and wh- how and how she hates Spider Man yeah okay. All right, we're going to listen to a little bit of Macy Gray talk shit, everybody. Here we go. Women, you know? Mm-hmm. And there, there would be so many things that... that Hold on, we'll back up. Like, we could have a conversation about how you feel about women, you know? Mm-hmm. And there, there would be so many things that, that went into that, you know? I mean, we're in an era now, Macy, where you can't... Yeah. Most public figures are too terrified to even say what they think a woman is. I know. I mean, well, if I asked you what a woman is, what would you say? I would say uh, a human being with uh, boobs... <laughs> <laughs> you have to start there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the dictionary is quite straightforward. It just says a human adult female, yeah. right? No, a lot of people... Yeah, see, that's... Now, that's a little getting confusing. The whole he, she, they, that's, that's going to... And I'm not rap. sure why, really. It's a, it's a bit like this whole issue of, of transgenders mm-hmm. in sport. Because I, I, I support all trans rights to fairness and equality. Me too. But not where you have people born to obvious physical superior bodies. Me too. Transitioning and then thrashing the women... That's both. I totally agree. And I, I will say this, and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. 
You feel that? I know that for a fact. Mm. Like, if you want me to call you a her, I will, because that's what you want. But that doesn't make you a woman just because I call you a her and just because you got a surgery. Because people do feel, feel that you, there's biological sex and then there's gender identity, that you right. can identify as whatever you Okay, so, you know, I'm not here to agree or disagree with what she's saying because, you know, I love everybody, equality for all, whatever. She got such a blowback. <laughs> Moving Dutch was so far so good. <laughs> uh, well, again, I'm not here to d agree or disagree with the woman. I, I think the biggest thing is that, she, uh, you know, she's been trending on Twitter for days. She's been, you know, she's been getting all this hate. What, what I'm upset about the whole situation is, is that she just spoke how she felt and she is under this extreme backlash. And I'm, I'm a freedom of speech kind of guy, which, you know, I understand not everyone's going to understand that, especially non-Americans. Uh, but it, I, am that, uh, I am that person. And uh, I feel like she should say these things without risking her career. Um, I don't know. What, where, where you, where you, how are you feeling about what she's saying here? Or, or what are you thinking here? I mean... Okay. <laughs> I take baby. Let, let's get the white guy with a podcast opinion. Let's go. I mean, I have nothing more to say than she has already said, and I have nothing less to say. I mean, well, what do you think about the idea of her not being able to sort of express herself uh, how, however she wants? I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening. Like, they, they asked her a question, and then she kind of went down this rabbit hole of this and that and all. Like, I, I lost, I lost as, a, as a guy who has ADHD, I lost what was happening. And I was like, I forget what we're talking about. <laughs> Well, that's why I tried to give you direction on how you feel about this idea of people can't really talk how they feel. They can't really, there's no room for discussion. There's no room for debate. Uh, are you, are you, how, how do you feel? Especially as a stand up, you're a stand up comedian, you're a performer, you do a lot of stuff in the arts, uh, and, and you have people who are being silenced uh, because they have their opinions on something. Uh, how does that affect you? How did you feel about it that? Doesn't. Look, funny is fucking funny. Hmm. Funny is funny. And whether everyone in the room at that time agrees upon what is funny, like there's so many of those videos that are out there where people are like, this guy should be canceled or this person should be canceled and blah, blah, blah. But when you watch the video, everyone in the room is laughing. Now, this has nothing to do what she is talking about because who cares? And she's rambling and she, I, I don't, I don't think she actually has a formulated opinion at this point. Uh, uh, you know, and she's like on a, you know, national talk show or whatever. Um, but as far as jokes go, as long as the joke is funny, it'll work. And maybe not everyone will think it is funny, but it's like, as long as it's not malicious, as long as it's not like attacking somebody, as long as you can like find a point of view and make it happen. I mean, Bill Burr, perfect example. 
he has so many premises and he has a new special coming out July 12th on Netflix. Yeah. Like, like he has so many premises where when he starts them, you go, you just hear people go and on his specials. He goes, Ugh. and everyone gets quiet and they're quiet for like a minute or two minutes. And then he starts ramping it up and then he starts doing the stuff and everyone's like, ah, and by the end of that, you know, it's it's Ray Liotta and Tommy and Goodfellas going, ah! <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're like, so it's all about subverting the humor. It's it's taking something that I mean, that's just stand up, you know, like and I hate to explain stand up, but it's like you take the thing that people are like, and if you're good. You can take the thing that is good and you can talk about it and make everyone go. <laughs> and they're like, this guy's hilarious, you know, at, at, at the end of the day. And so, you know, I, I, for, I have already forgotten a hundred percent of everything that she talked about, but like, the idea of whatever she's talking about, or you could turn it into an abortion joke, you know, going off like as long as you as a comedian are good at your craft. And that's the biggest thing is that like new comedians, they're like, Oh, I'm going to do what this guy does. I'm going to do what this guy does like, or, or this, or, or this gal or whatever it is. Like I'm going to do it. And like, you see it in music. I'm sure it's like, you see somebody that's been playing for a year and a half. And you're like, Oh, this person really loves this artist. It's, it's no different comedy. So like they try to approach a subject the exact same way that their hero or their influencer, you know, like, like the person that they love the most would, but they don't have the skill set to do it because they don't understand like the, the subtlety of, Okay, so here's how we do this. And like, like they just go, oh, I'm going to be brash here and say this fucked up thing here. And everyone's like, boo, fuck you. Get off the stage. They're like, wait, my my hero does this. But they don't realize like the four or five steps that it took to get to that that thing that like you would normally say where it makes the audience feel okay. It lulls them into a false sense of security. So like... I mean, again, I don't even know what she's talking about at this point, and I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. But I do know that, like, if you're good at what you do, you can take any subject matter and make it funny. You can it it, it doesn't matter. And and as long as the people that are there with you are willing to listen and sometimes they aren't. But it doesn't mean it's not funny. You know what I mean? And like, dude, Chappelle talking about talking about Jon Stewart, like that eight minute, that eight and a half minute thing he did with Jon Stewart recently, like at, at the Kennedy Center Honors. Hmm. Incredible. Chappelle's thing about talking about like all this stuff and about how like he went before and like it's just it's amazing. And I love the Kennedy Center Honor things because one of my favorite Kennedy Center Honors things is Gregory Hines uh, 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 honoring Gene Kelly. Hmm. And Gene 
Kelly's like up in the thing and he's got like the the like the 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 necklace and like the medallions around him and Dean Kelly for five minutes just improvises with like a quartet and then goes into a whole orchestra that like drops down behind him. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes, there it is. The top one. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Gregory. Before we before we go into that, I, I just do want to say, because I, I do think that it does tie into what she was saying, because I feel like as artists, as people who do have sort of a, a mouthpiece, that if you're not allowed to sort of say what you can say, I don't think that the discussion can go any further. And and the same as with comedians, with, with comedians, like even Bill Burr, who who's very great at talking about controversial things. I mean, he said some very um, uh, misogynistic things in the past, you know, and, and he's gotten a lot of blowback for that. And I, I feel like that that conversation needs to be open. Uh, and of course, he, people have tried coming after him for it, but he, I feel like if you're, that conversation isn't allowed to be open, then how do we ever get past these sort of blockades that are put in are in front of us where, where you know, because I, I do think that comedians and artists sort of draw the line or they find the line on what is okay and what's not okay. And I, I feel like if things aren't okay to talk about, then how do we ever sort of get past any of these sort of uh, uh, you know, these icky feelings and these weird moments because there's a lot of people that agree with what Macy Gray says. And there's a lot of people that agree with Bill Burr when he says these misogynistic things and, and maybe agree with him for the wrong reasons too. But I I think that if we're well, not able to... agreeing with Bill Burr on the things that he says, they don't understand comedy because he's never on the actual side of of the terrible thing that he is saying. Right. But he's opening in that conversation and he's allowing it to sort of flow. And if we're trying to shut him down and we're trying to make it, we're trying to silence him, then how are we ever going to sort of find out a way past these, these, uh, these, uh, the, again, these blockades that sort of is halting our progression as a culture right now. I feel like right now we're at a, at a standstill and then we, we don't have this room to debate. We don't have room to talk. We can't sort of, uh, express ourselves freely especially as artists we're we're artists that's what we do we express ourselves freely and if every time we say something that so the thing is not everyone's going to agree not everyone's going to agree that bill burr is funny not everyone's going to agree with what macy gray was saying but sure. but we got to have these conversations in order to find out where we a, a place for everyone to sort of stand because it can't just be this small group of people who are like dictating what everyone is saying because not everyone's always going to agree there's never going to be this utopian universe where everyone's going to be on the same page, where everyone's going to be no. to, and it's to never agree. Been that way. It's never been that way. Ever. And, and here's the thing that I think people need to understand and is that like when there's like a, a trending Twitter topic out of the however millions or, you know, five-figure millions or six-figure millions of people that are on Twitter, it's a 10 to 14% if something is... And so that's like, it's such a small thing, but people be like, well, 14% of Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey, man, 
there's 350 million people in America and there's seven and a half billion people in the world. So like a couple hundred thousand people or a million and a half people or whatever the math is like that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> like, like Dave Chappelle said, Twitter is not real. It, it, it isn't. Right. And social media isn't fucking real. Like your algorithm is programmed to see the shit. Like when I log on to my shit, I see people that tap dance. I see people that draw comics and I see people that do voices and I see people that like dress up in cosplay shit because I follow a certain guy who plays who, who makes uh, his name is El Fett and he makes screen accurate uh, 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 movie replica costumes. And because of that, I have a whole subsidiary of like, like Japanese cosplay and like weird, you know, shit and like, but I only follow him where like, because he makes like Deadpool, like a screen accurate Deadpool thing that I want to do. And I want to buy so I can like go to like hospitals and like go into like different wards and like dressed up as Deadpool and be like, like do like charity work and shit like that. But it's just the suit is expensive. Yeah, It's very expensive. And so like, but like the algorithm goes like, but then there's also like because I love art and comics and like people that draw like the guy who created Danny Phantom, his name is Butch something or other. Like I follow him because like he's always drawing stuff. He's always making art. And he's like, so yeah, I mean the algorithm will show you whatever the fuck and it will always make you think that it's chicken little, man. The algorithm is chicken little. It'll always make you think the world is falling. And at the end of the day, if you really fucking think about it, this thing in this one place, how do the scenario, do whatever this thing in this one place is horrendous. Take whatever you want. Yeah. I, I now, get, now understand how big America is and how many states and how many countries and how many other people like, so you've got this thing that is like, if you took a piece of paper and you took a pencil and then you just dotted it, that's where the crisis is. The rest of the eight by 11 piece of paper, totally fine. But the way that it's set up, everyone goes like the entire world is crumbling. And, you know, well, I, I, I agree with you, but that, that small little minority of voices is sort of. Uh, uh, spilling over into corporate life, it's you're seeing it all over TV. It, it, you, it it's not just Twitter and the the half a million people who are mad and and this certain topic is trending. It's actually spilling over. These small voice, these small amount of voices are are able now to reach big places, and you ha and you have real world consequences. You have these you have this thing called ESG, which is uh, it, it's part of this corporate idea that uh, you have to be environmentally and socially sound and, and all these things. Meanwhile, these same corporations are, are, are buying cotton from, from enslaved people in China. You have these people who, who have sweatshops in, in, in these, in these uh, Southeast Asia. You have people who uh, in South America are mining these horrible uh, 
fucking uh, problem minerals and, and cutting off people's arms and shit. And it's children down there getting crushed and stuff. But yet here they are in America being like, well, it's equality for all, all this stuff. I, 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 I don't see that as progress. I just see it as a way, a diversion for them to be allowed to continue to do the garbage that they're doing. And, uh, and also, like, they're being used. On, that's been going on for at least 30 years. Right. And probably longer than that. I mean, of course, what I'm saying is as long as you've been alive, that's been going on. Yeah. It's now that there is a sort of, you know, a worldwide web <laughs> in which that, uh, everyone can communicate. Everyone's like far more, Fuck, man. Like, I wish you would have warned me about it because I didn't realize we were going to get into real shit. Um, Sorry. We, well, I, I, I didn't find you, so we just started good. talking about stuff, and then, and then no, it just sort of no, led okay. to you. But, like, again, it's, it's just – I'm not saying there isn't the bigger thing. There isn't the thing – take whatever issue that you have with the world – I'm not saying there isn't the bigger picture, but also understand that the bigger picture probably isn't like as gnarly as you think it is in, if it's portrayed in the mainstream media where it's like this thing and this thing and the, and like they're trying to get clicks. They're trying to get views. They're, I mean, there's, there's YouTubers out there they get better numbers than Jimmy Fallon or CNN. <laughs> it doesn't like pick any news outlet, pick any like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, James Corden, whatever. There are YouTubers out there that every video they release gets the same double, triple. It doesn't matter. And it's the dumbest shit in the entire world. So all I'm saying is that like you have to think about the clicks. So again, it's those things that like bring you in the topic, the headline, what brings you in. It's the the diamonds, the blood mines, the things, the this, the that, and like, oh. We have to do this because this guy that over here can eat 24 pizzas got fucking 7 million views. And we haven't even broken a million talking about a real story. So how can we bring this in? And, and their, their intention may not be malicious. It's just a simple thing of like, if we can bring them in about this thing, whatever this thing is, maybe we can beat out the 24 fucking pizza guy and <laughs> we can like bring to light the fucking like the real issue that, that like everyone should know about. But at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck about that shit because they're like, who cares? Those people are something like, we all are talking, like we have a, gas prices or this and this is fucking this because like we had two years of COVID and gas prices were like basically back what they were in 2001 and all the gas companies like 
lost a whole bunch of fucking money. And so now gas prices went up to fucking four, five, six, seven dollars a fucking gallon or whatever. So they could recoup the money they lost in the last two years when we were all home, stay at home sick and all this sort of fucking shit. And then they're like, but also the guy who has 24 fucking million views on fucking pizzas and shit. And then they're like, and remember the conspiracy be about the blood mines. And they're like, and they're like, and here's the terror. And also here's the newest strain. And here's a, you know, it's always something coming at you. So you go like, Oh shit. It, it's, it's a, it's a psychological attack. It, it's something that like, I mean, it, I go to therapy, I'm in therapy and like, it's a barrage of things that hit you and trigger you. I hate that word trigger. I hate it in the entire, but, but it's something that like hits you and go make, makes you feel a certain way because you're like, Oh, I was once in band. What they're going to cut music program. I mean, I was I was just in a play. I was in Matilda the Musical, and the guy that ran the theater since 2015, because he disagreed with the city council, where they had been promising him for multiple years, they were going to give him thirty five thousand dollars, like extra funding or whatever the number was, extra funding to do another full time employee at the theater. For a couple of years, like we can't do during COVID, but like once you are able to produce. So our show, Matilda, sold out the entire run, every single show, bada bing, bada boom, bada da, da da da. We get a plaque on the wall, and the city council goes, That's cool. Your next couple of shows, they've been selling out this show, selling blah blah. They're like, Cool. Remember when we said we were going to give you 30? Not only are we not going to give you that, we're also going to cut that from the budget. So you went from like over a hundred to like 70 something. And he was like, what the fuck? And he got fucking fired for talking about it. And like all of his people that were in the play came to like the town hall, talked about it, you know, blah, blah, blah. The majestic is fucking awesome. This is this rips, you know, all, you know, whatever it was. And they're like, okay. Yeah. You're fucking fired. Wow. And and not only is he fired, but they cut the budget, so it's under a hundred because it's like run by the uh, the state and the government. It's technically a government subsidized place. Communism. I mean, I I won't say that, but I'm just saying it it was fucked because I had such a great time doing that play. And like, I think that's like the biggest thing that I've done since like the, I can't remember. I think we talked before. Did we talk? We talked before the year started. Yeah. We talked or, or did we start? Did we talk last talk when the year just started? I don't know. The fuck? Okay. Well, your future's too bright. Like, look, look at your sunglasses. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm only looking forward, son. <laughs> but like, yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it was a weird thing. Like, that just happened within the last couple of days. And I was like, and that guy loved that theater. He produced so much stuff. He sold out shows. He like, He's amazing. 
And like, if you look up like uh, Majestic Theater Corvallis, Oregon, you'll find an article about how um, about how the the director was fired. Um, and and it's it, it's because he was like, "Hey, man, this isn't this isn't okay." Jimbo Jimbo Ivy. Yep, that's it. Yo, um, Raina wanted to know if you play Trunchbull. I did. I I played Trunchbull. It Trunchbull, and then Raina, what did you play? You played the librarian because she you was played Miss Honey, right? Yeah, I, I think so. No, no, Miss Honey was the teacher, right? Oh no, she played the librarian that like heard all the Matilda stories. I think so. I don't know. Maybe she'll tell us. So, so this guy got fired. Look, there's something that recently happened too, up in a very popular theater, up in um, uh, the only black character. Yeah, Raina was the only black character. Um, but the uh, this well, our our librarian, she was a uh, a, a Latina uh, Latinx. You fucking bigot. Okay, and uh, um, or just you know be normal and cool, and uh, um, but she because she had no problem with me calling her that, and so uh, <laughs> but she was from Florida and she was like here she was doing like a scholarship thing and then she's going back to Florida but like yeah her name was Daniela I believe and uh, and uh, she was great the the librarian that listened to all of. Uh, Matilda stories and I believe yeah but yeah that dude in the purple shirt and the beard yeah he got fucking fired because he was like hey man you promised us this for like the last couple of years and blah 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 and uh, it was, was the termination was announced on Facebook Jesus yep. uh, in a long look at how he believes things are being seen through the eyes of the ever rotating staff of the venue According to Ivy, he was let go because the department director ordered me not to share any additional information with the community about the Majestic Theater's budget or the efforts of the Majestic Ambassadors to ask our city council to support sustainable, equitable uh, operations at the Majestic, Ivy said. I was advised that the efforts of the ambassadors to ask the city council for more than a single full-time employee to support Majestic operations was incompatible with the city manager's vision and to not share the information about it with our community. Ivy mm. went on to say that he was unable to ethically follow that directive. He added that it was the final chapter in a long saga of marginalization of the majestic theater by the, the city, despite it being a fixture in our artistic community and dollar for dollar, the most financially effective parks and recreation unit. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, that place holds 300 people and we sold out 15 shows or something like that at, you know, $25 a ticket or something like that. So like, I mean, we have a plaque on the wall, like we're getting a plaque on the wall. Like, and so it's not crazy. I, I sent you a picture. I like, I mean, you used it for like our poster mm -hmm. or whatever, but if people want to see it, just like the, the actual picture, I texted it to you uh, of me as Trunchbull. But like, um, yeah, it, it, it's nuts. Like, and that just happened within the last couple of, um, last couple of a uh, couple of days i think within the last week and and it's it's insane like it, it, it's such a, a terrible thing because 
like I hadn't done community theater in forever. Like I, the last time I did it was like in 2003 and I was just like this little bit part that was like in one scene and I hadn't done a musical since I was in high school. And so like, uh, um, uh, he, he was the guy in charge of sound. He was like, you know, we had 35 different people with mic packs Damn. and he, he had it all figured out on like over the course of like three iPads <laughs> and like, you know, like him and his, his assistant, it was incredible. And he was so kind to me. He was just like, Hey man, you're doing a great job and you're doing this and blah, blah, blah. And, the, and I was like, Oh, thank you. You know, like, cause I was nervous. Like, even though she's like the show's like over two hours, that's like probably two hours and 15 minutes. I'm only on stage for maybe 30 minutes of it, but like, I feel like a bigger part because of like, I'm the villain, but he was always so encouraging. He's like, you're, you're doing great. You're singing your songs. Great. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I would interact with the kids and like, you know, because like I'm in the show, I'm supposed to like torture the kids and like screw with them. But he was just like, you're, you're great with the kids. It's great to see you. And I was like, well, it helps when the adult has the same, you know, mental fortitude as the child. Like we're, we're both playing in the same <laughs> fucking ballpark about like farts and poop and like, you know, whatever, like <laughs> stupid. And, uh, but I was just like, you know, thank you so much. But he's like, no, you, you were great. And like, yeah, it sucks because like I wouldn't have driven 40 minutes from my house five days a week, sometimes six days a week, especially with gas prices, the way that they are. Like I wouldn't have driven 40 minutes if it wasn't for that family and the, the thing that he helped cultivate. And so, like, you know, that's like a local version. I forget how we got on this topic. Well, I was but talking like, about artistic ar artists expressing themselves freely without having yeah. backlash. Yeah, and, and it's such an important thing, like that that he like helped cultivate at that place. Oh yeah, there's me as Trunchbull. There I am, and. Uh, um, <laughs> Now, did I steal those shoes? <laughs> yeah. He got his. Bentley got his. Bentley got his, y'all. Oh, I yes! steal the did I steal the kilt? You know I did. Uh, but, <laughs> Ow! but uh uh but yeah, like that's such an important thing locally, like Again, that's 40 minutes away. Most of the people that were in those that was in that show was a community that I didn't know. And they had auditioned for a couple other uh, plays like they're doing Elf, hmm. uh, the Will Ferrell movie Elf. They're doing Elf, the musical that comes out in November. And like half of the kids from from this show are in Elf. And I'm going to go watch it. And I was just like, oh, wow, that it like. I was the outsider because I was from 45 minutes north. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, but it is important 
like it's always the fucking arts programs, man. It's mm -hmm. always the arts programs. Like everything gets cut. It's always like arts, you know, art, theater, drama, video production, whatever. And they're like, and for what? For sports teams and fucking, you know, whatever. Potholes. Like, fucking potholes. And they don't even fix those. No. There's so many potholes. It, it seems My like dog and I walk over on both sides of the uh, the intersection every night. We go over one and then we come back around the other side. Potholes. You know. <laughs> yes, Morby, this I didn't is. Know we were going to be so serious for the first fucking hour. <laughs> uh, this is Jean Claude Van Damme, Morby. This is Jean Claude right here. Uh, oh, yeah. Lay it on his monkey <laughs> dance. Sorry. I'm sorry, Bentley. But uh Morby Morby wants wants some uh JVC or J V D or J C V J C V D Jesus God Put the cocaine under the sunglasses there, bud. <laughs> right into my eye, bruh. Right into my eye. What's up, Morby? Welcome in. Is that the person that I did the voice for? Because I know I did a couple voices for you recently. Yeah, you did Mighty Mighty, which I'll show you what I did actually. Here, we'll we'll come back. Yeah. I'll show you what, what that is. I can't believe I missed the beginning. No, don't worry, Morby. You're good. Uh, let me see. So it's go. Here's here's Jean-Claude. This is your Jean-Claude. Hello, Mighty Mighty. This is Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I want to give you a huge thank you, a big old splits, and the <laughs> as a thank you for all that you do for this channel. Uh, that that was that was the which it, it, when I wrote him the mess I was like whatever I wrote was garbage will you like make it better and he did he made it much better because whatever I wrote was really stupid and then I mean I kind of stuck close to what you wrote but like I just reinterpreted it yeah it, you, you just made it uh, make more sense I think and then here's the other thing I did this was for Moving Dutchman who is a who's a hello Moving Dutchman this is Gandalf. Thank you for all that you do for this channel, and always remember, a moving Dutchman is never late, nor early, but arrives precisely when he means to. So there's those things. Um, yeah. Uh, Morby has a question for you. As a voiceover actor, do you still cringe at hearing your recorded voice sometimes? Hmm. Nope. Nope. Um, I have, gosh, like when I really started doing this, it was at home. It was around 2009 and like one of the first big gigs that I got within like a couple of months of me setting it up in my home in Oregon, I got a, uh, an audiobook series. And there was three of them and they were all about 18 to 19 hours. And they were like basically like 200,000 words. And so like that's comparable to some of the Harry Potter books. Like, so every day I would set up and record for about 90 minutes and that would be one chapter because i at that time i didn't know i was dyslexic 
you know, like back in about 2009, 2010, I didn't know I was dyslexic. I just was like, man, reading out loud is way harder than it is like reading in my brain. <laughs> and so, so I would, I would be in the closet. Like I would, I, I adopted my kids' closet. Like I would take out all of their clothes. It was, you know, all of the clothes and then they, they had a couple of shelves with like blankets and shit and I would leave that in and I had put foam on the inside of the door and then foam on the inside like this on the inside and I would just shut it and all of their clothes would be on the ground and I would record and I would record for like 90 minutes to two hours and that was one chapter and once I got done editing it it was always under 60 minutes. It was within 45 to 55 minutes every single time. And then I recorded for 90 minutes because I would constantly screw up because I was like, God, it's so weird. But like I'm doing all these characters. I'm doing emotions. I'm doing voice, you know, whatever it was. And then I would have to edit it down. And then, you know, so from... 2010 for easy math 2010 to 2022 that's 12 years i've done over 10,000 voiceovers since then and i've edited every single one of them so you kind of learn to go this is this guy talking on the computer and you just edit and you're like, this guy, this guy fucking sucks right here. Fucking sucked. This was bullshit. And then you then like go back in and then you go, okay, this was bullshit. And then you go, here we go. And now we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That was better. Like you just sort of like, it's a weird psychosis. Like you learn how to edit yourself. If you're working from home, like I am, like, I know that like the guy talking isn't me. Like, I don't talk like this on voiceovers. Like this is very, you know, like after this, I, I have to do some stuff for uh, Tim Hortons, which is the Timmy Canadian Dunkin Donuts. And so like, I'm doing their training video stuff. So it's like, and now we go to the Panini press here we go boom and da 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 blah 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 and that's how we make a blah da 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 i would never talk like that in a million years but i like that guy talks like that and that guy pays my bills and so like you sort of learn to disassociate like the voice or whatever like you know after hearing yourself for hundreds and thousands of hours you kind of go like, and also you, you start to go like, fuck, do I really say this word like this? Like, am I that asshole? Like I say, dude, I say what, it doesn't matter what word it is. There's been so many words where I go, fuck, I say that word. Like if it's like predominant in the script, it could be the word predominant, predominant. And this predominantly and the predominant factor also predominantly predominant predominantly hey predominant and also the predominant and you then you start going like predominant 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 fucking fuck predominant 
Like, what a shitty fucking word. <laughs> and, and you're like, why do I say predominant so weird? And no, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I you, you you learn to disassociate where at least I don't know maybe that makes me a fucking psychopath but like no well Raina was saying like editing, when when you edit yourself if you're editing yourself and and you're doing this every single day and you record at least three things which I do every single day seven days a week for like the last decade you kind of learn to go. The jackass on the fucking earphones, he fucked up and he said this fucking bullshit wrong. And like, and you just kind of learn, especially depending on like what directives are given to you as a voiceover actor. Like if it's like cool, calm and smooth, you know, like here, like I've got a book right here. Like, so like, I don't know, here, here, here's like the little opening part of this fucking thing. So like, we'll do a little exercise right here. Uh, cool, calm, and smooth. Her name was Autumn, and like the season, that had invested her with both the name and temperament. Her appearance heralded the onset of a fall. Cool, calm, and smooth. Now, dynamic, aggressive, sexy. Her name was Autumn, and like the season... That had invested her with both name and temperament. Her appearance heralded the onset of a fall. And so, like, like I mean, you do that by yourself in this weird little closet with headphones and this microphone enough times, you kind of learn to go... You understand that, like, your voice is a product. And so, like, you know how to edit the product to get people the thing that they want. So then they give you money and then you pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, Raina, Raina's done some voice of work and some acting voice. And she was saying that. Uh, she, great voice. Yeah. She has a well, great, a wonderful voice. Uh, she likes to say that you reconcile the voice that you hear and the voice everyone else hears. And. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Wow. Man. I could have saved 20 minutes of if you just said that shit. <laughs> well, I tried to, but you mowed right over me trying oh, to say no, it. You're wearing your sunglasses. Who knows what you're doing? I you know. fucking TMZ motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you, uh, Morby wants to know if you can share any more about the donut and panini making secrets. I cannot because I probably actually shouldn't have told you that I was doing that because I don't think I was technically allowed to. No, he's already breaking NDAs, folks. He's already yeah. doing it. He's already doing it. Uh, I, you know, like hey, you get a job at Tim Hortons in Canada, and you'll hear my voice. There you go. There you go, Morby. It, well, we have a we have a Timmy Hose here in uh, in Ohio. We have one. Uh, we're we're not afraid. Well, get a job, and if like you watch any of the training videos, it's probably me. Well, there you go. I'm gonna go get a job just so I can hear Bentley's voice. Oh my god, I hope you do. <laughs> I'm not. Fuck Timmy Hoes. Their donuts fucking suck. I said it. I don't care if there is a Canadian in here who loves it. My it Morgan, shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, sorry. My bad. T Timmy Hoes. 
Bentley works there. Um, what's the so so? I, I had a question. We had another question from Morby, but I uh, I also had a question because it's always interesting interesting to me how, like you were saying, you you done like these huge fucking novels and 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 you have different characters. Uh, how do you stay consistent in those voices? Because you know sometimes voices tend to drift or or i don't know how do you how do you sort of maintain control over like once you develop a character how do you come back to that character especially recording something over you know a month or so you you have to stop and come back and you know maybe the character is out of the picture for a few chapters and so how do you stay consistent well i i never record more than a chapter a day hmm. And so it's always like most chapters are around 20 to 25 pages. Yeah, I mean, like, unless it's a crazy, but like, in like the Harry Potter world or like the, at least the books that I've experienced, they're around 20 to 25 pages. That's going to take you about an hour to record more if you're fucking up a lot because you're dyslexic like me. And when it edits down with like decent tempo, depending on what the tempo it is that they want uh, for the story and the chapter specifically, um, it's going to be about 45 to 50 minutes, maybe depending, maybe it could be 35 or so. Like, you know, there's some of the longest Harry Potter chapters, like in all of those books are like 35, 40 minutes. And Jim Dale has like a good speed on him. Uh, but it also just depends on the word count, obviously. Um, as far as multiple characters, you you really have to go through. That's the biggest thing, especially if, like if it's like a bigger book with and my and that that series that I was talking about, the very first audiobook I tried tackling had so many characters. And I narrated the first three chapters, you know, which took me, you know, days and editing them. And I was saying the main character's name wrong because the way it's written was one way. And the way that the author wanted me to say it because he's from fucking Australia, it was different. And I was like, dude like pronunciation guy and so i was like yo all your character names send me a pronunciation guide so i know exact places like and like i would i wouldn't record chapters sometimes like i was like i don't know this this place this this city this name this thing like if it wasn't included i wouldn't do it because like most of the time in books like you never really realize this those things are mentioned a lot, especially if it's a chapter about that thing. So that city, that character name, that fucking thing is mentioned a lot over 25 to 40 minutes or whatever. And you're saying it a lot. And that's a lot of corrections. So you're like, hey, man, just like like the easiest, uh, like, I, I do like a lot of scripts for like e-learning scripts and like uh, business scripts uh, uh, for companies in China. And they, the way that the 
the companies there write their scripts, there's a lot of the cities, the names of people involved, and the companies and the square footage. So there's a lot of Chinese in the first two pages. So they'll send me a 15 page script. And in the first two pages, there's 25 to 40 individual names, business name, what it, and so like I get these zip files with these little four second MP3s of a person, you know, saying them to me in Chinese. And so it'll be like, Quan Zhong. And I'm just like, and I sit there and I'm like, boy. <laughs> you know, because like I'm telling like, now here in the blah 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 and da 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 and then and then like I get to the like the Chinese word and I'm like Shang Shao and like and and here's the thing is that like as as me I'm like I don't want to say it like that because I feel like I'm being racist and so I be like Shang Shao or whatever you know like <laughs> this isn't real Chinese but I'd be like so like here in the Shang Shao province of the blah blah Jiang River and the Xing Chao and the what you know, whatever it was. And they'd be like, you're not saying it right. Listen to the pronunciation. So I go back and, and they're like, Sang Xiao. And so I'd be like, all right. So here we are on the, uh, on the, the riverbed of the Shang Xiao river. <laughs> and we're doing the Quan Dong. And, and, and they'd be like, perfect. And I was like, <laughs> Man, like you know, like if those aren't real, like it's like Guangdong. The, that's the one that it's like, but it's spelled like Q U A N G D O N G, Guangdong. And but but it's like Guangdong, and, and like and I hear the, and it's the person that sends it to me. It's not a guy. It's a gal. So her voice is even higher. You know, like it's a higher pitch. So it's like Guangdong. And, you know, and I'm just like. And like I listen to it, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> All right. So like I have to translate it. So and I've gotten back there like your voice goes up here. And I'm like, I'm just trying to copy the MP3 that like you sent me of this fucking this gal saying like whatever, you know, Xing Xiao. And, and like and like and so like and I will be talking, I'll just be like, and then along the beautiful river of Xing Xiao and like and <laughs> So, so it's like I try to do it like the MP3, and then sometimes I get nothing back, and they're just like, here's your money. And then sometimes they're like, this doesn't sound right. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. I really tried to copy the MP3. They're like, your voice goes higher here. And I was like, I'm just trying to copy the MP3, but it's also like, you know, a gal that's doing it, you know, yeah. rather than like a dude. So it's like with my voice, like it's two octaves higher. So I'm going like, you know, the province of blah, 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 with 14,000 square meters and the ISOP 9001 in the Guangdong. And it, it's like, it's something like so crazy like that where I'm like, it, I'm always kind of like, I hope it works out, you know, and but I get these zip files of like, it'll be like 15, 20, 40, like individual phrases because the way that they they do their scripts it's like it's this weird thing of like the first two pages of, is basically like a a resume of like here's the cities here's the people involved here's all the stuff 
And then the middle thing is just like, here's everything that we're doing. And then the last page is like, here's the cities, here's the people involved. And they always want like an epic thing at the beginning. Like I get these things where it's like highlighted in blue and then it's normal script. And then it's, so it's like, it has to start like in China, along the Shangxi River, you know, the Guangdong province of blah, 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 da, 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 da. And then it's like, today, the ISO province of blah, blah, da, da, and, and like, then I have to go back into this. And then it's like, like 10 pages, 12 pages of that. And then it's like one page of like, and now you understand why China is going to take over America with our, with our industrial revolution. <laughs> In the Guangdong province, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's always something so crazy and like for sure i was like man i don't know if i should say it like this like even though like that's the mp3 i was like i don't want to say it like this and they're like hey man you're not saying it right and i was like okay Guangdong. and they're like <laughs> and they're just you know they're like great you did you know like whatever it is you know like i i was just like i'm just going to copy the mp3 that they sent me the temper, like, like the, the timber, like not the temper, the timber and like whatever they do, 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 you know, like whatever it is, I'm going to copy that. And they send it to me. So I'm not racist, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when I hear it, cause I, cause it, it is a weird thing. It's like, it's almost like Wayne's world or something like that. You know, like where you're just like, da, 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 and da, da. And, and, and you're like I, I I say like the word or the city or the names or whatever, and I'm just like I hear my voice change. I hear it change, yeah. and I'm like, dude, like. So part if of no one had any context for this, they'd be like, "Who the fuck is this asshole making fun of like Asian people?" Yeah. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Right, right. So 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 part of staying consistent is that they send you pronunciation uh, files and and like. I, I, always ask for that no matter what language is like i work with people in china japan korea uh all over the place or, or even like people in australia like sometimes they just have words that are spelled different but it's like the same thing and so like i always go like hey man these are the words that stick out to me can you send me an audio pronunciation guide for these words uh so i get them right mainly because i don't want to do it twice like i don't want to say it wrong and if they don't respond within 24 hours of me sending that email, I go, all right, I'm just going to read your script, how I think it should be. And this is, this is how we're, stuff whatever. Yeah, and, we're going to Guangdong. Don't worry, Marby. We're yeah, all going. And then I'm going to charge you extra because you didn't ask me, you know, like you didn't follow protocol with me. You, yeah. you didn't follow proto, bud. So what's your favorite gig so far? Morby wants to know. My favorite gig? Um, <laughs> it's got to be Frank. Oh yeah, Frank. We got a video. Maybe we should show the the, the little thirty second clip because yeah, the Doja Cat clip. Yeah, uh, Doja Cat is joining the video game that I'm in, and she's played it online. There's like you can if you look up Doja Cat House Party, like there's I already like a got set up, son. Seventeen, eighteen minute like playthrough where she's like with a, a, another female, like a streamer or something like that, and um. Uh, yeah, and, and so she requested, she's like, I want to fight Frank. Like, because my <laughs> character, like, you can't beat Frank. He's he's God mode. Like, he's the... Bon bon. And so, like, you, yeah, you can't beat him. You um, can't beat Frank? 
I, there's a couple of ways, but in general, he like, no, you can't beat Frank. And so she's like, I want to have beef with Frank. I want to beat the crap out of him. And like, and so in this trailer, Doja Cat, uh, yeah, yeah, she 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 slaps the, the crap out of Frank. And I do the voiceover for this and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so here, let's, let's watch it. Oh Jesus! Sorry guys, if it was if you have headphones, in my bad. There she is. How's it going, dudes? Doja Cat, house party, fall 2022. Oh, you're gonna wanna check it out, dude. Take it from old Frankie here. Wish listed on Steve. I tell you one thing, if I see any alcohol in this expansion pack, you're gonna- So wait, there's, there's, oh Jesus. So there's a, there's like a longer video where Doja's in it doing something? Well, I mean, that, uh, I mean, it, it's her and this other like streamer gal, I think on YouTube, it's like a 17 or 18 minute video where like they play through it. Uh, yeah, that's it. The top one. Like they, they play through it. Doja Cat, do like, you want to come to? Yeah. And so like they, they play through it and they're like, it, it becomes this thing of like, she's like, oh man, Frank, oh, I'm going to get him. And I just know that like, um, I know through because we did a, a house party AMA about a month and a half ago with like the the creators and, and you know, all that sort of stuff, like on their YouTube channel. Uh, Eat Games is what it is. Uh, E.E.K. Uh, games. And we did this. Uh, we did this stream where I showed up. Uh, a bunch of the voice people were there and all that sort of stuff. But um yeah, when I showed up, we started talking about the 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 Doja thing, and 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 they they said she specifically requested because you're her favorite character. She specifically requested to have beef with you in the storyline, and I know that she has recorded uh, her her voiceover lines at this point. I don't know what they are, but I know that she's recorded them, and uh, and I haven't gotten my lines yet to deal with her storyline that's tight i'm 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 trying to campaign i'm trying to get a thing where like her and i like we get in the same room together (laughs) me and doja and like we we record some some frank and doja lines like together because here's the deal like you know i think it was like six or seven months ago or something like that like they're like so uh one of the guys like on it was on instagram his name's alex he like he runs all the social media stuff he's like hey man so um uh, i'll tell you who the uh the female like the the exclusive female player thing that yeah it's going to be doja cat and my response back to him was like what's a doja cat is that like an (laughs) nft or something (laughs) It's it's raunchy 3D dating simulator. Is that what it is? I mean, I mean, do, no, Doja Cat, like the the singer or whatever. But like, you know, the singer rapper or whatever. Oh, but I know it, who Doja Cat is. Yeah, but I was just like, is that like an NFT or something? He goes, no, she's a, <laughs> a 
popular singer. And I was like, I've never heard of her. And this was around January. And so, like, I went on Instagram and I looked her up and I was like, oh, she's on the sideline at the Super Bowl. She's got 24 million followers on Instagram. I was like, oh, that's a Doja Cat. (laughs) Why why is Doja Cat in trouble? Let's watch I, this video. Doja Cat, do you want to come to a house party with me? Yes. Yeah? Okay, awesome. Yeah. This looks pretty damn good. I know, right? So here we are. Should we talk to her? I love that she's just dancing alone. Nice to meet you, Stephanie. OMG, I like love this song. <laughs> Wait, you're not drunk, are you? He doesn't like when we drink. Straight edge. I can't stand those who get drunk at parties. He doesn't look straight edge. That's <laughs> You're excited? Whose storyline is interesting you right now? Still Frank, to be honest. I feel like he's the big mystery and I want to crack him. I think this guy is gonna, I'm scared of him. I think we killed him. Okay, I think we killed Patrick. Let's get out of here. Oh uh, no, Patrick's kicked up on the ground. Do you think this is a good spot to wrap up? Or- no, 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 I'm not done yet. Go over to Frank, Yeah. punch him in the face. Okay, <laughs> okay, let's do it. Call it a day. Wait, wait, wait save the game. Oh, too late. Too late. Too late. I forgot to save the game. No! Doja Cat, do you want to come? So there's a little bit of, oh yeah, I rem- I saw that. I saw that. She was hitting on the 17-year-old. Um, and uh, it, but, but then homeboy Noah, I think, put it online, right? He put the conversation online. She was pissed. Uh, Doja Cat, Stranger Things. Um, DMs. Let's go through this. Uh, Doja Cat thinks Stranger Things Noah Schnapp is socially unaware and whack. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, Doja Cat recent attempts to be subtle DM slide and sabotage when Stranger Things Noah Schnapp, which I think he's the one who plays Will, uh, posted her private message on TikTok. The singer messaged Schnapp on Instagram and asked the co-star Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson on the season of the show, and his relationship says, Noah, can you tell Joseph to hit me up? She wrote before adding, wait, no. Does he have a girlfriend? The actor replied, LMAO, sliding to his DMs. But Doja said that she couldn't find any Quinn's social media accounts prompted prompting Snap to send her a link to an Instagram profile. This also isn't the first time the pop star has expressed her interest in Stranger Things' latest star. She also stated bluntly on Twitter on May 30th, Joseph Quinn is fine as shit. Uh, do they have the actual tweets? Uh, but while Doja may not have a problem expressing her interest in Quinn, she did take issue with her message being shared with Snap's 30 million TikTok followers after he posted a screenshot of their conversation in a since-deleted video. In, <clears throat> in an Instagram Live on Thursday night, Doja said, I think that, to be fair, uh, first, let's try to be chill about it. Like, Noah is a kid, but I don't even know how old he is. But, like, there's no way he's over 21. When you're that young, you make mistakes, you do dumb shit. I'm trying to be super fair. You're supposed to do stuff like that so that you know uh, not to do it in the future. I did my share of fuck-ups, and I don't fuck up, so I don't fuck up again. Uh, However, she went on to brand the move as unbelievably socially unaware and whack. Explaining that she felt violated to their private conversation exposed that way. She added that's like borderline um, snake shit. Oh, damn. That's like weasel shit. I'm not saying the and this that encapsulates his entire personality. I wouldn't imagine he is. Maybe he is like a whole snake. 
<laughs> but I didn't see him that oh, way. About the the thing where with the Stranger Things actor were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doja Cat was trying to get up on Eddie Munson. Uh, did, did, are you up on Stranger Things? Do you watch Stranger Things? Never watched Stranger Things except for the first episode. Similar with Game Game of Thrones. I've seen I the fucking episode, can't believe so. you. You're such a disappointment. Okay, well, <laughs> that's cool about you fucking turning into TMZ with like. <laughs> 90s puff daddy vibe that you fucking have going on can't stop won't stop baby uh but she didn't slide in his dm she was Uh, trying uh, to get uh. to reach out you better you better slow down there uh she's extremely thirsty poor girl it's her famous girl crush okay joseph quinn is 28 i hope she dude slide into my dms i'll hang out with you all day long that was fine what's up uh, have you heard her song on the elvis presley soundtrack it's called vegas uh no is it good it's fucking rad. It, it's a 12 bar blues in like an ATL trap sort of thing. And it's got like this sort of, uh, um, it reminds me of like, remember when um, uh, um, Jamie Foxx and Kanye did the like for the Ray Charles, like, yeah. like it, it, it's that sort of vibe where like they take like the, the idea of like, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Mm. Dude, look that fu- it's called Vegas. Vegas Doja Cat. It's got like this great, like this, this great fucking woman singing this fucking dirty bluesy hook. And it's it's an ATL 12 bar blues. It's it's fucking rad. It's a good it's one. So um uh, yeah, I Doja is dope. Uh but but we can't listen to that because that's not oh, okay. but just only because uh of uh copyright infringement, but you know. Yeah, oh. look it up. Um, oh, you I'm ain't sorry. nothing but a hound dog. Dog play. Um, so, so that's pretty cool, man. That that uh, you're at least gonna be in a game with Doja Cat, and and even if you guys don't like, you know, shack up in a room, and and uh, you oh, know, we're ch- gonna meet, <laughs> and I'm gonna FaceTime you. <laughs> I'm with Doja Cat, bitch. TMZ, this. I'm gonna be like, hey, man. Stranger, I've never watched Stranger Things, but me, Frankie, it's me. <laughs> How's it going, dude? I'm with Doja Cat. <laughs> what what inspired Frank's voice? What what where did you get? The, I just did it. But I know, but what what when you when when you were first did this because you've been doing this game for a while now for a few years. 2016. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. And uh, what what I've been what, talking with ECU for yeah for like six years or more. She's not gonna see this, Morby. She doesn't. She's not. She's, she's not that oh, cool. Oh, she's gonna see it. And Doja, let's hang out. Holla at your boy. Uh, let's make a clip. You better calm down, Morby. Uh, the, but like, what? How did? Like, how did you come up with his voice? Like, what was like? You know, what? What? I mean, because he's straight edge, and so like he sounds like he's drunk. You you make him sound like he's kind of drunk. Oh, interesting. I, I I've never really thought of it that way. I like he, here's how I uh this this is the voice that this is how I came up with him is that like I was told he's an East Coast tough uh he's an East Coast tough guy, and so he's like you know so in my head I was like okay so he's sort of got like that like that dead tongue like that mafia kind of like you know the hey fucking how you doing like you know that that that. You know that that dead tongue sort of fucking thing. Yeah. But in the script that I got, I noticed he says "dude" a lot. 
And so I was like, I've never seen Breaking Bad. I've again, I've seen the pilot episode, but I know that Aaron Paul in Breaking Bad says dude a lot. And so, and I know Aaron Paul has like, like sort of like a like. So I was like, I was doing this sort of fucking mafia, like East Coast, like doesn't really matter. Like, you know, it could be Boston. It could be fucking New York. It could be fucking Jersey. You know, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's just sort of an amalgamation of like all East Coast shit. And with the dead tongue. And then I was like, but he says dude a lot. So, and then that Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad thing where he's got a rough voice. So, and his catchphrase is, how's it going, dude? So I was like. So I was like, okay, so he's here and he's like this sort of thing. But then it's like, it's this rough thing. It's like, so it goes, how's it going, dude? Staying away from the alcohol. And I was like, oh, there's the voice. That's what it is. It's just, how's it going, dude? Oh, yeah, dude. How you doing? Okay, no, that's great. No, you having a great time? I'm going to beat the fuck out of you if you take any of this fucking alcohol. I swear to God. You know, and, and yeah, he has fucking crazy like. I just recorded two days ago. I just recorded some crazy fucking lines for him. And I actually, I went into, uh, <laughs> I did like, I always record like one or two as written. And then I record like, depending on what the line is, if I, I can think of something, I'll record one like where I go, oh, here's some fucking crazy shit. And so I did one with like a, a Deadpool thing in it. So I was just like sitting there going like, How's it going, dude? You know, I was sitting here talking, and I was like, and then I just switch over, and I was like, oh, oh, hello, friendly neighborhood Deadpool here. I know. You're thinking, what the fuck is a guy in a red suit who's a Canadian doing in this video game? Well, he's about to do, you know, and so, like, I switch into the, and then I got a message from, like, the guy who edits, like, the all the audio. He goes, he goes that Deadpool clip is going into the game. I was like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo has fun. Do one more. I've never seen. Let's do to, one more real quick, and then we're done. Okay, Jeffrey. I w- I, w- I would suggest uh 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 the YouTube channel because I know they will give the rights to this because they're my pals. They're called uh, uh Snack Break Club. Snack Break Club. Snack Break Club, and I'm on their playthroughs uh with me like they're. They're like uh, they're they're playthroughs of uh, of uh, House Party, but I know that they will one hundred percent give permission to this because they're All right. my pals. All right. and uh, I, talk to well, I, I've had enough. Yeah, I, I don't care about YouTube channels. It's mostly when oh. it's like um, oh, wow. when it's like if I have to play people's music or something, that's oh, when it all. I'm just saying. I was just trying to promote right. my friends. Right. Well, don't so promote them. Well, how dare you? Okay. What what what's the name of them? Because we didn't get no Frankie here. Back break. Club. There they are. And, and then, then you gotta go through the videos in like in the little lower left hand corner. You gotta go down a while, and then you'll see like my little weird avatar with my green business. Um, and like Frank is here. I think it's their biggest thing, their biggest video with like seven hundred something. I views. see you here. Yeah, and so. Yeah, like you know, fast forward into it a little bit, but uh, but a steal. So he'd be yeah, he'd be like, 
What's up, Doc? <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? <laughs> and then the bit cut, and he go. Uh, what's oh, you're talking. What's, uh, and spit in the bucket. What's funny, when I first started voiceover uh, in Los Angeles back in 2008, oh, this is a good story, uh, my actually. aunt, um, my aunt, uh, uh, Diana, uh, I was me. telling her about it, and she was like, She's like, oh, your 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 cousin by marriage uh, does voiceover, and I was like, oh, what does he do? And she's like, oh, he's the voice of Donald Duck. Oh, wow. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, like she's like, I'll 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 email Tony and see if he'll talk to you. And I drove around. Yeah, his name is Tony Anselmo, and I drove around with Tony in his car, and we talked about voiceover, and he did the he did the the voice for me. He told me like how he got the gig because he was an anim he was like the lead animator for Donald Duck. So him and the original voice actor, he would have him in his trying to push me off this office all the time, you know, and like he would like watch him do the voice and like so he could get like physical poses and stuff he started teaching him how to do the voice when he was getting sick and stuff like that and his first big gig well you know his first gig of doing a donald or as or as walt called him the duck um uh his first gig doing donald was in who framed roger rabbit with the daffy and donald scene where they're playing pianos right and the dueling was, pianos oh, that was yeah great and so that was a was controversial scene yeah, they 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 did the um, they did the uh, uh they had like two microphones set up. Tony was there, and they're like, "We're waiting on Mel Blank, who was the voice of all the original Looney Tunes," um, and um, and so he shows up, and Mel's being wheeled in in a wheelchair because he was very sick, and he had an oxygen mask in one hand and a cigarette, a lit cigarette in the other, which is not good if you know anything about that situation. Yeah. <laughs> it would have blown up. Yeah. But he's like smoking and then he would take oxygen, he's smoking, and they wheel him, he's like, so you're the new guy playing Donnelly. He's like, yes sir, Mr. You know, you know, yes sir, I am. And and they're like, all right, you know, we're ready whenever you are. And Mel Blank stood up out of the chair. He told me they did the scene like, Le I think it was less than three times. I can't remember exactly, but it was like it's either one time or like three times. And they did the scene, and then he just sat back down in his wheelchair, and he's like, he was basically like, "You're good, kid. I'll see you later." And then they wheeled him out. He was there less than fifteen minutes, basically, and or something like that. And and that was the only time that he met Mel Blanc. And then he uh, Mel Blanc died very shortly after that, I believe. Wow. But like, yeah, uh, he told me that story, and I was just like, "Holy shit, that's fucking incredible!" And they that's fucked up. The, yeah. How are you going to be all fucking sick and shit and just be smoking and... <laughs> but hey. I mean, that's how it was. I mean, like, the, those cats grew up that, like, you know, cigarettes were fine. Like, you know, yeah, the, the old Camel cigarette ads were like, Camel cigarettes, we're sending over 200,000 packs a year to, the to our boys in blue fighting the Nazis. <laughs> oh, those Camel cigarettes. They really tickle your T-zone. That's throat and tongue people oh camel cigarettes the thing that doctors approve of just to make you healthier you know like it was yeah. all that kind of shit and so like people just constantly fucking smoked i mean like Mad Men. like i know we watch Mad Men, and we're kind of like what the fuck man they smoke and drink a lot and like it's how it was actually yeah. like just like people just fucking smoked and shit like that yeah and grabbed ass was like oh, and went, went, oh, went with it Mikey, we're playing so much grab ass. I'm going to grab you a little bottom right now. 
in Ohio. You still haven't gotten to the Christmas Story house, and I'm pissed, and I'm going to grab your little bottom. No, well, there it is, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I rarely go to Cleveland. It's not a great place. Uh, it's, Christmas Story house. It's, well, look, next time you're in town, maybe we'll make the effort, but... Uh, oh. I sent you some other stuff too, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, you sent me a drawing, and oh, oh, you have your, you have uh, another, uh, uh, another minute in which I'm pretty excited about. You're doing a Wayne's World minute, and I did your. Oh, well, I'm doing Speed Movie minute. Speed Movie minute. Let me see if I can pull that. The up. '90s classic Speed. I, I think, I think, I, I sent you like a little. 30 second like screen cap from my phone is that now is that out now or is it about to come out uh it's gonna come out in september we're recording now uh my buddy roger and i uh he and his wife marcy were doing a roadhouse minute <laughs> and uh with uh you know with patrick swayze and they had me on and during like the the end fight scene and then someone backed out and he contacted me he goes hey you were such a Fun, like come back on i go yeah no problem because he had listened to a christmas story minute which was my podcast from september to christmas time which you were on and uh, i listened to all of those minutes before we talked today oh. and uh um and you had all of the facts about like all the signs in the background and how this was this and this is that and uh it, it's you know so look it up wherever you get your podcast, A Christmas Story Minute, and uh, it's amazing. Uh, I will be doing Wayne's World. I wanted to release it February 14th, which is the day that it was released, hmm. but I kind of missed out on it. So I'm going to wait until this February 14th, hey. coming up like a couple of, you know, five, six months, whatever it is. But until then, I'm going to be doing Speed Movie Minute. And right when that wraps up, basically, is when uh, Wayne's World will uh, start. But Speed Movie Minute, yeah. Uh, Roger had me on, and like I did two weeks with him and his wife, uh, Marcy. And I was, and he, he just posted in like the Movie by Minutes you know, group page or whatever. He's like, I'm thinking about doing Speed. And I was like, dude, I'll fucking totally do this movie. I love this movie. And we just started DMing, and he was like, let's do it. And... Now we're doing it. We've recorded like uh, the trailer and the first uh, week's worth of minutes and all that sort of stuff. So there's, yeah, right now I, I change it to movie by minutes with Bentley Michaels. So I've got the little Wayne's World trailer minute, but everything else is just a Christmas story. Before that, I've got the little Wayne's World trailer. Uh, I've got half of the, honestly, at this point, I have half of that movie already recorded. I just need to do the other half, but like, That'll be good, you know, in six months from now. Like, I'll get everybody else recorded while I'm doing speed, and then I'll just upload it all to Anchor, and it'll just come out every single week. But uh, um, let's play this. Let's play the thirty seconds of this uh, speed movie minute. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm very I, excited. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always stay above 50. <laughs> I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I'm Wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. All right, here we go, Bentley. We so it. this is minute one of speed. Uh, this minute starts with the 20th Century Fox logo. And it ends with the 32nd floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the thirty-second floor? What does he say? It, it, it well, the thirty-second floor. So the the whole uh, like the first three and a half to four minutes of speed. Oh, it's the it, elevator. It's just an elevator, yeah. but it's an eighty-foot miniature in which that was on its side, and then the camera was put so it looks like it's going down. But it's an eighty-foot miniature of an elevator shaft. Oh and God. so it's just we started just doing it from like we start at like floor 52 and we end at floor 30 31 or whatever the fuck it was. You know what I mean? What that that's insane. Like they build a miniature. I'm wondering why they didn't just go and film. It was 1992, 93 because this movie came out in 94. So like the you got to think about it like this. The first big CGI, like full CGI shot, was the T Rex in Jurassic Park in like '93, I think. Mm. So like where the 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 T Rex was chasing him in the mirror, I think was like a, a full CGI shot. So when you watch Speed, it's all miniatures. There's so many there's so many shots of the bus where there's miniatures like when they jump over the freeway thing it's a miniature like everything is miniatures. Like it was still very practical fucking filmmaking. And so like yeah, like yeah, it wasn't a CGI thing yet. Like Jurassic Park was like the first thing in that you know to like really make right. it happen as far as like here's what could possibly be done a t-rex chasing after a car which in the that rain. movie still holds up pretty well dude, jurassic park is the fucking dude that new one fucking sucks donkey Ball. does it i like the other two with 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 pratt pratt the first one was great uh with pratt the first one the these last two suck donkey balls but like that sucks that that first jurassic park Dude, ah uh, yes, uh, uh Jeff Goldblum here. Oh dear God, mm. yes, 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 yes. Uh, we speak English. Oh, we're going to find a way. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I like. Uh, I mean, he's always good in the movies or whatever. But like, yeah, that first Jurassic Park holds up. Like, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about the Wayne's World minute too because it's been a long time since I've seen Wayne's World, and I'm the type of guy who does like to go in. What? You're going to be on it. Yeah, and I'm gonna be. Yeah, by the way, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a part of it. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, I I really like doing these types of things because uh, I like breakdown videos. I'm a fan. Like if I like if I'm really into a show, I'll go on YouTube right after the show airs and like watch like ten of those fucking breakdown videos, Easter yeah. eggs and shit. So like that stuff, that stuff really I I love that stuff. So it's really fun to do the those sorts of things where you know where I'm gonna look into what actually went on and, and try to find like bits of trivia and things about that that goes with it which to me is just very fun so like I, i'm excited to do that and uh, I, when's the last time you watched wayne's world uh, about three weeks ago oh okay so you're prepping oh you said you got about half of it recorded already i've got half of it recorded but i mean i started that back in like january like mm. right when i finished a christmas story i started recording it but like I'm very obsessive about things. Like I have a weird obsessive thing. And so it's like, like I watch back to the future twice a month because I have to, um, Wayne's world. I probably watch once every other month. Like 
yeah, I, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm just weirdly obsessive about stuff. And, um, but like, yeah, like your, your minutes on a, a Christmas story minute are fantastic. And, and like you, you bring a lot of facts. Like, I remember you talking about like the signs, uh, like behind and like the years that they came out and like different things that you found, like, like for the cars and like all sorts of different stuff where I was like, oh man, this is great because like he's taking this way more seriously than I am. And I take it pretty seriously. Like I, I did a lot of research and I like, I watched a lot of business and like you 100% like, uh, let's see, I think your first episode is episode 37 emo Poppins and uh Dakota ring pal, Mikey P shows up and, uh, we talk about the A plus 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 with Ralphie blowing kisses, and like you know, um, all that sort of stuff. That that's that's where we start. But like, yeah, and, and I we go into like where he buys the Christmas, the Christmas tree, and I think we end with like the fudge thing or something like that. Like uh, like we're right in those that area. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you had such great insights, and like you did so much like research that. I didn't even know, like, and I did a lot and like, you had a lot of stuff where like this car was this and these signs in the background were this, and you can tell when this, and I was like, wow, I'm so happy I had him on. So yeah, I can't yeah. wait to have you on Wayne's world. Oh, dude, that, that shit just gets my job. I used to do like breakdown, like, cause, uh, I used to do breakdown videos with uh, a couple of bandmates of mine. Like we did, uh, game of Thrones, like the finale, we did boys yep. season two, uh, we've done about three or four of them, and I, I stopped doing them. The boys rips. So you're up on the boys? Have, are you? You're you're up to date on that? Hundred percent, dude. That show is so fucking good. Like I I love everything about it. I love that. Like you know, if superheroes did exist, this is the type of people they would be, or or this is the type of beings they would be. Just like these self-absorbed, like godlike characters, because they are, you know, they're I mean, God amongst men, and, and they would just they would just be so self-absorbed and just concerned and <laughs> about the self-image and shit. I absolutely love it. Uh, what do you think of it? What do you think of the this sort of the 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 season finale? And spoilers, friends. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was awesome. Like, I, I really enjoyed how it all came together, and I'm ex- I'm excited to see the cottage cheese brain of Butcher in the next season because the uh, the compound V. And also, I thought it was great how they did the Homelander with his son, and then Homelander fried that fucking Starlight guy's fucking brain, and everyone was just like, "Fuck yeah, Homelander!" Right? That was the best. Everybody, and it wasn't that the guy. Uh, the guy like that was like that was like looked at and they kept like like that was um uh the dude's step uh the stepdad right for yeah for, the stepdad for for mother's milk's daughter yeah, yeah the, the black dude's like the, yeah. yeah 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 so like and, and, and he, he was just like because like, I yeah he had taken her to a rally a couple of episodes right. before and then, so like that's what I thought I was like I think that's the guy um after fucking he fucking decked his ass and he went fucking goodfellas on his ass like from the day i could remember i wanted to be a superhero i'm gonna punch you in the fucking face um but like yeah like i I was like i think and he was like fuck yeah homelander like after he blew up like that starlight 
the creepiest thing is when it pushes in on the kid and he's like yeah he's like knows now that that like oh i'm in another great superhero series i'm invincible Mm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like he's a spoiled little brat. Mm. He's Donald Trump's kid. Yes. He's fucking, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, I use Donald Trump as like an easy example, but like he's barren. Like, yeah. what's that kid ever gonna like? What problems is that kid ever gonna actually have? Right. I mean, I'm sure he'll go through trials and tribulations, whatever, within his life set of like where he is, but like as an actual human being of like man, I can't pay my bills this month. Or like, I should get a job to like, blah, blah, blah. Or like, this person's going to fire me if I don't like, he'll never have to. And like, there's no fucking, what's his name? Ryan, I think. Yep, or something. Ryan. Yeah. There's no fucking way because he'll just like start glowing. I was like, okay, no, no, you can have Friday <laughs> off. It's all good. Right. All good. Yeah. You got it, buddy. You got it. Yeah, yeah, it's all cool, man. Just, you know, it's all good. Um, you know, well, you know, but, but it, it, like, and I rewatched Invincible, uh, you know, recently as well. Like, what's Invincible? Invincible, oh man, it's on Amazon. It's another comic book series, uh, but it's animated and it's like J.K. Simmons is like it, he's like a Superman character. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but it's the the Asian guy from The Walking Dead, Glenn, Glenn. Yes, that's the, not his real name, actor, but and I'm so sorry that I, I uh, but I don't remember his name. But Glenn, he is the voice of his son, and they're like, he's waiting to get superpowers. They do all this thing, you know, it's like a kind of a coming age story. Like, it's an awesome animated series, hmm. and it's, it, it's an even better comic book. It's super violent, just like the book, like super bloody. But if you haven't watched Invincible on Amazon Prime, dude, fucking. Do it. It's so good. If you like the boys, you will fucking like Invincible. It's that, so good. That's all I need is another fucking time killer. It, they're only a half hour, so it's all good. <laughs> but like watching both of those things, I was like, man, because uh, like I've been writing this superhero series for um for like a like an audio podcast, like where I mean, obviously it's an audio because it's a podcast, but like an audio drama where it's it's a scripted audio drama where it's like it's not just you and me sitting here bullshitting right it's this superhero thing it's called superhero satire and it's it it i came up with this idea and then i saw both of these things and i was kind of like fuck <laughs> it's kind of like a lot of that stuff but my idea is that so like if you have a professional basketball team or a professional baseball team or whatever it is you have these superstars so that is your Justice League. If you have the NBA team, you have the 96 Bulls with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and like you know, whatever. Or you have, you know, the the whatever year Yankees or whatever it is. That's your Justice League in the cities. But it's also a reality show. But also you can pick the era in which you're in. So like depending on the city, they could be in like Adam West, 1966 Batman sort of era, or they could be this city is in Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight era, or this city is in, you know, uh, Tim Burton you know, or whatever comic book, you know, for visual effects, you know, so each city has its own thing, you know, just like everybody has their pro sports team and every, they, they have their own Justice League. 
and it's a reality show and it's actually happening like it's actual threats it's actual stuff it's actual villainy it's a, you know but it's also reality show and so our our uh our city is called uh national capital city and it's sort of the Adam West meets eighties, a little bit of Tim Burton with a couple of the characters, but it's more sort of campy. So it's kind of like that surf Rocky kind of and captain handsome, which is the superhero, you know, the Superman and gorgeous gal, which is the wonder woman. You know, uh, the first episode is all about like, them them you know they're they're, they're kind of just basically trying to like hold the peace they're trying to keep the things going they're showing up to like charity things captain handsome is sad you don't know why you find and then the 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 commissioner pulls them all together so you got captain handsome you've got uh shadow savior which is batman you've got uh um uh gosh i i i, I have all these names i forget what are there but like they have this meeting and then they bring in Kid Courageous and Kid Courageous originally was Captain Handsome and Gorgeous Gal's son who died when he was like 10 years old, kind of like the 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 Batman Robin uh thing, like where you know where Robin died, you know, because of the Joker. Um he died when he was like 10 years old. And so they bring in this kid who's like 25, who basically has the exact same powers as like the amalgamation of captain handsome and gorgeous gal and the commissioner's like so we're rebooting kid courageous and captain handsome is like fuck you gorgeous gal is like this is bullshit it's so nice to meet you. like she handles it a little bit more class yeah. you know and and kid courageous is like uh what am i gonna do and so then it's kind of like i've got these rad scenes like where like captain handsome and this new kid courageous are talking where kid courageous is like hey man i grew up like all i wanted to do is be you like i read your i read your autobiography and like and i, I read how like how you learned how to deal with your powers and how you taught your son how to do it like i looked up to him he's like fuck you you'll never be my son you know like all this shit like all this cool and so it's going to be like a 10-part series with music sound effects all sorts of stuff like reality shows, superheroes, like all this cool stuff. And uh, I've been working on it. But like when I see Invincible, I see the boys. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm playing in the exact same playground. But also I think my shit's different enough where I'm like, ah, who fucking cares? Because also at this point, like who gives a shit? Who fucking cares? Like whatever song you write is going to sound like somebody else's song. Who fucking cares? Write your song. Write the thing that you want to write fucking put it out there and just let people either they're going to be like chirping going like this is bullshit but or you're going to find the people that like it and just keep doing the thing that you like and enough uh, hopefully enough people will like it and it'll get rid of all the people that fucking don't like it because mm -hmm. the people that don't like it can fucking fuck off like <laughs> gives a shit like fuck them fuck people that don't like your shit fuck people like i don't care anymore like it's like I'm just writing shit. I'm just like goofing around. I'm just doing, I'm like, I've, I'm at that point now. And I'm like, man, just do the shit that you want to do. Release the shit that you want to release. Do the shit that you like. 
as long as it makes you happy and you're not hurting anyone. And I have tons of amazing like improvisers and voice actors and people that I know personally, they're just coming to my house and recording into a microphone with shit that I wrote and they're fucking ripping and we're having a good time and we're like making jokes and shit. And I get to like edit that all, all that shit together. That's the best shit in the world. And I, and also it's free. So if you don't like it, fuck off. Don't listen to it because it's free. I spent hundreds of hours for you to have something for free. And if you don't like it, go find something else that's fucking free. Right. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so like, yeah, uh, superhero satire working on that. And then also obviously speed movie minute and, uh, uh, and then I'm also working on some music. Dude, I came with this fucking blues, bluesy fucking lick. Did I send that audio to you or did I just? No, I don't think I, I don't did. think you did. No. Oh, man. Just playing so on anyway, guitar. Do you have shit? Like, ask me questions if you have stuff. Oh, I was I was getting ready to wrap up. Oh, man. I'm hungry and I got pee. So I was, oh, he's oh, oh, man. It's been two hours. I thought, Bentley. I thought, well, I thought we were going to keep going. I thought we had more time. Oh, uh, we got a little bit more time. What what was the blues? Do you have the blues riff on the guitar? Let's hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> See, what is it? It's like... Uh, um... There it is. I just, I wrote that last night. I wrote that last night because I was like, I got to have some, I got to have some new music to show old Mikey. Yeah, I need something. You got you to gotta, you gotta hand it down. <laughs> Bentley Michaels, I really appreciate you coming back on the show. I appreciate everything that you contribute to the, to the, to the stream, to the podcast. And uh, I just, uh, I appreciate you as a, as a friend and a pal and, and uh, somebody who fucking, who, who, who murders everything he does. So I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. And if you guys want to catch more, there's some links in the show notes or you can find them here in the chat if you're here in the live stream. And go and click around. Make sure you go support our, our pal Bentley here and, 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 and do that shit. Make it happen. Bentley Michaels, thank you so much, my friend. I love you, my friend. Thank you very much for having me back on. And uh, of course. I hope we 
do it again soon we because uh, I think it was like seven or eight months in between the last time. So yeah. I hope we get to hang out sooner. We'll, we'll, we'll close the gap here better. It's been a crazy, crazy seven months. Thank you so much, Bentley. I appreciate you coming back on the show. Again, everybody, go hire Bentley for any voiceover work. Go check out his podcast. He has all kinds of podcasts. He has Minute uh, Christmas Story by Minute or however you call it. I was on it. I'm going to be on the Wayne's World by Minute whenever that happens. And uh, it's going to be a good-ass time. So go and check him out, Instagram.com slash Bentley Who. Or you can find him on Fiverr to hire him for your voiceover work and stuff. So go get yourself some Bentley. I appreciate you, my friend. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, okay, y'all, I'm, I'm going to go now. I, I, gotta, I got things to do. I'm working on a new video. It's ridiculous. I already got the single mixed, mastered, and ready for publishing, which I, I should probably do that soon. I should probably get that published. Uh, we are going to... Um, It'll be out, I don't know, sometime maybe at the end of the month, maybe in August. But if you want to check it out, I'm trying to get this video done by Friday. So if you want to check it out, tune in on Friday and uh, we'll be doing stuff. I think we have Daryl Watson, who's a, a producer and a rapper out of New Jersey on the show, on the stream. So check it out, see if you like it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time, y'all. Uh, busy times, busy times. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know how much I love you guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next week.